This is Tom Vargelettis with the Full-Time Real Estate Photographers Podcast, Episode 7, Your Gear's Cycle of Life. Okay, so we're photographers. We need stuff, but it's crazy expensive, right? If you've been a photographer, even if you're just passively interested in cameras and photography, you know that this stuff can just get pricey. So when it comes time to actually buy the gear, how should we buy it? Should we go used? Should we go new? Do we buy it directly from the manufacturer? Do we try and go through a third-party camera supply shop? You know, when I go and buy my equipment, and this is how I'm going to recommend that any other photographer do it, any other photographer who's doing it professionally, who's trying to make money with their photography, is I like to buy a mix of used and new items. Let me explain. So I think you should go used for some things. In fact, a lot of things. Because getting some lightly used equipment, you're going to save a ton of cash. And since we're in business, the less money you spend is the chance for you to be able to do more or to profit sooner. Classic example of this is a new photographer or maybe even an experienced one going out and saying, hey, look at all this new stuff. I'm going to buy it up. And they spend thousands of dollars and you're out thousands of dollars. So that means that you're going to have to work that much harder to pay it all off or at least to say you buy it cash, make that money back. And it means that you're not going to be turning a profit and putting dollars in your pocket quite so soon. And, you know, over time, this can add up. If you're buying new stuff all the time, if you're buying new everything, as soon as it comes out, you're going to spend a fortune, even if you're not going for top-of-the-line products. So buying used is just a smart idea for the right stuff. And, of course, you have to know what you're getting yourself into. So used equipment can have a bad name because sometimes people will have the experience of buying something, not really vetting it or, you know, not really putting in the time and the energy to figure out, okay, am I getting a good deal? Is there a better opportunity out there? Is this really the product for me now? Should I wait? Should I go now? There's a process to go through to make sure that you're always getting high-quality equipment so you can produce a high-quality product, your photography, on a consistent, predictable, and repeatable basis. You don't have to worry, you know, oh, am I going to spend all this money and use stuff and then barely get a chance to even make any money back on it. And, you know, if you're trying to run a business here, you need to make smart business decisions. So you buy a mix of new and used. You can go directly to the manufacturer for certain deals, but I find that uh, buying through third-party sellers, you can get even better. And, you know, for used, that's pretty much your best option. So for new things, and I think that you shouldn't even bother going used. Memory, drones, 
sensitive, very sensitive equipment and just generally cheap items. If you've got a little shutter release cable that you plug into your camera and it costs like $5 brand new, why would you buy it used? I mean, it's if it's already cheap and I'm talking to like a price point under, I don't know, $50, $75, something that's pretty reasonably cheap anyway, it's worth getting it new because you have the chance to return it often for a full refund if it's not working out for you because you have potentially some warranty and because if you're not going to spend that much money on it anyway, why risk getting something that's been a little bit worn out? Drones, memory, and I mean like SD cards, hard drives, things that if it fails, it's like a huge deal, right? Like if, if you get a hard drive secondhand, and you don't know how many hours that thing's been run and if it's been dropped and kicked around or, you know, infiltrated with, with moisture. You you don't want to be working on some paid shoots and have your memory fail and lose data. That's just unacceptable. Even if it's just like a small fraction, and even if you could say, well, maybe only lose a couple things. Don't even spend the extra hundred dollars, whatever get the good stuff and get it new, get your warranty and get it with zero hours of runtime and, and a potential time that's been misused. Drones, same exact thing. You don't know if it's been crashed, if someone flew it in the rain. Drones are more expensive, but it will be way more expensive for you to buy something used for like, say retail on a, on a new drone is two grand. Okay, you get a deal, you get it for 1500 bucks, and then it lasts you for a handful of paid shoots and then the thing just stops working for no apparent reason. You don't want to have to deal with that. Sensitive equipment like memory, like precision electronics, it's probably better to go new. With the exception of your cameras, your lenses, cases, tripods, tripod heads, sometimes lights, like I mentioned before, the cheaper things. Light modifiers, it's kind of annoying. I've had to deal with this, like buying an umbrella secondhand and it's got like smudges on it. You know, like someone rubbed it up against something, some plastic something or paint. And when you get like a light modifier, it's so cheap and you just don't want to have to deal with it because uh, they're already kind of, they can be flimsy, some of them. When you go on the higher end, they're, they're great. But for specifically real estate purposes, you don't really need like the $800 light modifying kit. Um, you can get away with, with like a six, $7 umbrella, like a little cheap thing. Might as well just get those things new and not deal with the hassle. Cameras, prosumer, professional level cameras are really durable. So even if they've been abused a little bit, it's fine if you get it used. And if you know how to shop for used items, and we'll get into that here, you, you'll be able to find a great deal for something that's not really been abused or beat up. Same goes for lenses. Lenses have a really high resale value, which is good for you when you, if you were to buy one new, but it's even better when you buy it used because chances are you can sell it for almost close to what you paid for it, which is a really good deal. 
because by the time you're done with the lens, you basically have owned it for zero dollars. How, how much money have you made with paid photo shoots? As real estate photographers, that's what we're doing. We're getting equipment and using it to make us money in our business. So what is our gears cycle of life? What is this cycle that I'm talking about? If you've listened to previous episodes in this podcast, you know I'm a huge proponent for getting used equipment, getting a good deal, making those dollars work for you, not the other way around. And the cycle breaks down to the, simply you buy something, you use it, and then you either sell it or you break it. Either way, it's out of your hands from that point forward. Now, when we are using equipment in our business, we should not use it until it breaks. Why? Because it's going to break while we're using it. And presumably, as real estate photographers, we're going to be using it on a photo shoot. You don't want to be caught in the position in a house where there's the realtor and the seller smiling over your shoulder, admiring your wonderful work. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, no, I cannot complete this photo shoot. Maybe you drop something, maybe just something. It just doesn't work for some reason. It just shuts off and doesn't work anymore. Maybe you did something stupid like you uh, didn't fully tighten down one of your tripod legs and then the the whole thing kills over. (laughs) It doesn't happen often, but, you know, it does happen to people. You don't want to be on a shoot when something like that happens. You don't want to have an equipment failure or a malfunction and not be ready to deal with it. The best way to prevent a malfunction and a failure is to have equipment in really good condition that's been well cared for, that hasn't been abused. You want good stuff. And even if you're buying used equipment, which I think you should, you don't have to keep it forever and ever. Now, let's bear in mind, this equipment does last a long time. You can use lenses for years and years. If it's weather sealed, And if you treat it right, you'll be out in the rain and the snow and the dust and it will just last. Partly why lenses have such good resale value. Cameras, same same deal. If you generally take good care of it, if it's a weatherproof camera and, you know, you don't abuse it, you don't drop it, kick it around, uh, it's going to last you a long time. But nothing will really last forever. Some equipment, like a lens, for example, chances are that if it's going to break, it's probably because it's been mishandled or something that you did or didn't do. Same thing for a camera, if it's a good quality camera. Now, there can be outliers. There can be some stuff that just something doesn't, something just fails. And the older it gets, the higher the chance is. On an infinite timeline, the chance of failure becomes 100% eventually at some point, right? So when you buy something and when you use it, you should have a plan to replace or upgrade it before it breaks. 
That's the cycle of your gear's life. And the cycle might be long and it might be different for different things, right? Like a drone might not last quite as long as a nice lens in your camera, but eventually you're going to want to replace and or upgrade certain things. Something like a lens, like you could have that for 10 years, you know, 20 years. But even if you know that it's going to probably last you, still might be a good idea to upgrade it when new iterations of the lens come out, just so you have something that's been out in the world for sure a shorter period of time. That will be a business decision that you make. And when you're thinking about the cycle of your gear's life, and you're thinking about, okay, I have this stuff, what's next? What will I need if this breaks? Or what would I like to get to upgrade or replace this? And remember, you can replace something and keep the original piece that you had. If you have a nice lens and you buy a new one to replace it, you don't have to sell or get rid of the older lens. You can actually keep them. And this is a good idea for some things to just hang on to them. I mean, you can experiment, try new things, but you can also hold on to some things as backups. Maybe you've had a camera for a long time, a long time. Maybe it's been through everything with you and it's starting to get a little old. Maybe you're starting to think, uh, you know, this is getting a little beat up. It might be time for a new one. If you get a replacement, you don't have to sell that one right away. In fact, you probably shouldn't if you don't already have a backup or like a B camera or something that you could pull out for the worst case scenario. Because over your career, if it's a lifelong career, you're probably gonna be in a position where just something will happen where you'll have an equipment failure and you're gonna need to have a backup. You're gonna look that much more professional and you're just gonna seem so reliable and so on top of every potential scenario. The realtor is going to love it. The seller is going to love it when they see you there. You'll be able to talk about it. Or if you go and you try and get uh, client reviews that you can use for marketing for other business, and you can look forward to another episode on that later. What you'd want to do is actually use clients that went through that experience that saw you deal with a major issue and how you very quickly and easily overcame it, that's going to help you get even more business because when you're working on an ongoing basis with someone, specifically a real estate agent, especially a realtor who's been in the business for a while, because in that, in that industry particularly, there's a high turnover in every aspect. Like, Realtors that get into the business, most of them get back out. You know, very few people can last as a real estate agent long term. So the people that do see that there's a lot of high turnover in agents and then there's a high turnover in other services too, loan officers. Um, so if you can show them that you know what you're doing and that if something happens that would throw anybody else off, like equipment failure and you can handle it like no sweat at all oh this thing i oh whoops dropped the lens and shattered the front element uh no problem gotta back up right here that's just going to not only save that particular shoot but it's basically going to lock you in as the go-to photographer in that agent's mind and perhaps many others 
as the word gets out, especially if you can collect that agent's experience uh, for reviews to market yourself later on. Replacing that equipment before it becomes useless, you can keep stuff to have it as a backup, but going back to uh, keeping it for sales, when you have pretty good equipment, you get it at a good deal, you use it for a year, two years, maybe longer, and when you go and you sell it, you can subtract the amount that you sold it for from the amount that you purchased it for. Because if it costs you, say, $1,200 to buy a camera, and then three or four years later, you sell it for $700. That means that effectively, you've owned the camera for that period of time. You've made how much money with it, and it only, in the end, costed you around $500 in that example. Obviously, it's not always going to be the case. I mean, even if it's just a resale value of, say, at the end, you've owned your equipment for 200 or 150 or whatever, that's more money in your pocket. That means that in the end, the equipment didn't actually cost quite so much to get that use out of it. Yes, you're spending more on more equipment. And in business, if you've been in business, you know you're going to have to spend money. This is a way that you can mitigate the initial investment and make sure that you have solid, reliable equipment. Because really, like I said, nothing is going to last forever. And this is a way that we can ensure that the dreaded, whoops, this thing is broken situation doesn't happen to you. And if it does, if you've got a backup or if you've replaced your old stuff with something new, if the new thing breaks, you've got your backup. Or if the old thing breaks, hey, it does not a big deal. You've got the other thing. You don't have to have two full photography kits. And I mean, let's get that out of the way. You don't have to just buy two of everything as the years go by. You don't have to continuously. You, you I mean, you get a you get a really good feel for what's going to last. If you've got, for example, a solid tripod and a good geared head, we'll talk about tripods and tripod heads in another episode, but you know, you, you get some high quality equipment there, you know that's probably gonna last you throughout your entire career. Maybe it's not critical that you get a new tripod or a backup like now, right? Maybe if down the line, and I mean years down the line, you run into certain limitations. For example, the tripod that I'm currently using, I can um, extend the legs out to almost 90 degrees or, or just around 90 degrees from the uh, center column. Imagine the column is sitting up perfectly vertically and level the leg can stick at 90 degrees. Sometimes I'll uh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll put the leg over like a counter or a table or something or a couch just so I can get over just that extra foot or so. That comes in really handy. I wasn't able to do that with the tripod I had before and I used that thing until just every little piece on it wore out almost. And that's when I got this one. And, and this one's going to last me even longer than the last one. So you know, you don't necessarily need to have a backup in weight for those things. Cameras and, and lenses, I would say if you're starting out 
and you you know you're in the first couple of years of your photography business it's it's not going to be critically critical it's not going to be critical probably to have backups on hand and i know when you're starting out money is in short supply so if you can make do with what you've got that's fine make your money don't worry about it you can always rent gear if something breaks then that's definitely the more expensive way to go but that's a way to go but that's why having equipment and being aware of its life cycle is really important you want to know where you are is this thing on its last leg am i going to get very many am I, do i have years ahead of happy use of this piece of equipment or is it starting to get like more to the point that you're questioning its reliability you don't want to get there you want to replace it before it gets there keep it as a backup or sell it okay so let's talk about selling the equipment so you know we, we talked about buying it a little bit um selling is it's not quite as simple as we think i mean you might imagine it's just the reverse of buying it right you can go to the same places just put the pictures back up of the item and say hey you know here it is for sale well you can post anything for sale these days on the facebook marketplace on ebay on craigslist on geez there's so many options there's like special photography only resellers um you might even be able to like go to a flea market or something or uh, some kind of an event and, and sell your gear there you could even sell your equipment to just someone that you know but when you're selling something you need to understand what its resale value is and when you're buying something you also want to keep the resale value in mind if you're buying a piece of equipment and it's going to be virtually worthless after you open the box you have to know that and you, you got to be okay with it and maybe not virtually worthless that maybe that's maybe virtually worthless is a little bit strong i'll, I'll give you i'll give you a personal example so i when i was brand new i was thinking about doing some video work and i heard about this thing where it was like this little teeny tiny camera and it was in this gimbal and it was really cool and oh hey my drone manufacturer makes those too so i bought the osmo pro bundle now the osmo pro is a pretty neat piece of equipment it's uh the osmo handle like if, if you're thinking about the dji osmo mobile the thing for your phone it's like that handle an adapter that goes on top of the handle that that uh, locks in to where the uh, little gimbal would go for the osmo mobile or the traditional osmo and the adapter fits on a zenmuse camera the zenmuse is, is the cameras that you see in the dji inspire drones the big drones and the camera is pretty cool for a drone but for a real estate photography it's kind of uh, i i mean let's just face it it's kind of silly now for a video it's pretty cool if, if you know how to use it and get some good shots it's, it's an interesting tool to use 
and you can get some shots with it, the Osmo Pro, that you couldn't get with a traditional like uh, DSLR on a glide cam, right? Like you could put that thing in just a little tiny corner and um, it's, it's interesting. But <laughs> I just, I bought that thing thinking, man, this is going to change my real estate career. Uh, it's one of those trial and errors that was mostly error. Uh, you know, I bought the whole bundle, the camera, the case, extra batteries, extra this. I, I got like three lenses for it. My God, I spent like $3,000 on this thing. And um, I think I used it twice. I'm like, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I, it's, I have a table with gear in my office and, and there it is in its box collecting dust. I mean, when I open it, it actually still smells new. <laughs> Why did I buy that thing? Well, I did not think at all about resale value. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just try it out. If it doesn't work, I'll just sell it. And I quickly realized spending $3,000 on all these things brand new, I'm not getting that three grand back. Never, no way. The lenses are good lenses. They'll hold a lot of value. The rest of the kit, how long did I have that up on eBay? God, almost like like nine, ten months, almost a year. I tried, I had it up for, because it was t- it was still brand new. I had all the boxes, the original boxes, the receipts, everything. Everything's under warranty. I'm like, that's ah, new. I'll ask close to what I paid for it. Uh, and you know, here it is, still sitting there. Um, it's propping up some of my prints. <laughs> if you don't think about your resale value, you need to be okay with buying something and and not really being able to get what you paid for it. Now, yeah, I I could throw this thing up for, you know, peanuts and sell it in a night. And you could do the same thing too. You just have to be okay with it. See, I spent so much money on that thing. I'm just, I've spent the last, (laughs) once I gave up trying to sell it, I've been spending the rest of my time trying to figure out how to incorporate it into my business, uh, still thinking, (laughs) feel free to email me with ideas but when you're going to buy equipment for your real estate photography business you don't want to just buy something because it seems like a good idea and then not be able to really recoup your your money or most of your money back if it's not a good idea ideally you want to just get the good stuff and work with that and not have to resell it right away because down the line when you you know really get some good use out of it and when that thing has actually made you money you can turn it around and whatever you get for it is just it's just icing on the cake it just means that in the end it costs less than what you originally initially had paid for it so we need to think about resale value and we need to understand it and you can do that simply by shopping and i don't mean buying i mean jumping online every now and then if you get those couple few minutes here and there if you're if you're playing those games those little games in your phone just melting minutes of your life away turn that time into something valuable for you look and research and see what things are selling for and how much and how often and it's pretty interesting what you notice over time like Sometimes you'll come across the professional photographer, videographer who's just upgrading, updating or 
downsizing, whatever the case may be. You know, they've got some good equipment. They've just used it to death. And uh, they're like, hey, you know, I'm going to sell this at a, at, a, at a good deal. Then you get the people who, like me with my Osmo Pro, thought it was going to change their life, realized it didn't, and then are trying to sell it for like almost full retail. And then you've got the other people who spend an absolute fortune on something, never use it, barely use it, and then turn around and sell it for uh, just such a great deal. They turn around and they sell it for next to nothing. They're just giving it away practically. When you get a feel for that, you you know, you're going to see certain brands, certain lenses come up. You're going to see um, certain pieces of equipment that are, you know, oh, this thing's this old and that thing's a couple years older and they're selling pretty close in value. It gives you a good idea of what actually is holding its value. And that's where you'll see personally, you know, lenses really are holding their value. Um, some cameras are to a certain point, but once they get old enough, then it's like worthless. And that's going to help you think about purchase decisions. So if you're buying used equipment, you're not going to buy the old thing that's about to be worthless. Maybe you'll buy something that's going to be costing you a little bit more. But when you go to sell it or if you need to continue to use it, you're still you've still got some more value left. You know, it's still uh, it's still a good buy. So when we're buying gear, we want to buy with a high resale value. You want to go with good quality. I talk about over and over, I'm just beating it to death, that we should buy used stuff. That, that doesn't mean buy cheap or buy just garbage. That doesn't mean waste your money and your time. That means buy used because you're trying to get a deal and get a good value. You want to get good stuff, even if it costs you more. The difference between something that's expensive used and something that's expensive new is that the new thing is much more expensive. We're looking for a good deal, a good value. And you can really understand what the value is for certain things if you just look and shop and see what's going on. So we want to buy the gear with a high resale value. So when we go and we sell it, we actually get a decent chunk of change back. It's not virtually worthless. And when you're listing something for sale, you need to be realistic and you need to be competitive in price. When you're trying to sell something, you're selling it. You are not supposed to try and recoup 100% of your expense unless you got that piece of equipment with a really high resale value. And maybe you can. Now, you can see that with lenses. I've definitely done that before. When you're consistently looking at things for sale in the market, and when I say consistently, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like a couple times a week, you know, when you have the time, if, you, if, you're, if you've got that habit of playing games on your phone or if you're waiting for something or you're on hold, on the, if you've just got some time-wasting thing, just flip through and see what's on the market. You're going to see good deals and you're going to know how you can make a good deal out of your equipment. Maybe if you bundle your things or maybe you'll notice that the equipment that has been cleaned and looks brand new and has like high quality photography of the item, they're asking for higher prices. But then like the same thing on <laughs> somebody just took the picture on their coffee table and it's kind of dark and it's like selling for $100 less. Um <laughs> You learn those things. You, you learn how to sell by, by looking as a buyer. 
um, and kind of taking mental notes. And you get an idea of the trends in the market. Like, what are people buying? Like, when new camera gear comes out, a lot of people jump ship and say, oh, I'm, I'm upgrading all my stuff to this new camera. I'm selling all this. I'm changing brands. And you can get a pretty good deal, maybe even on one or two items or on the whole lot. And the best part about that, if you really get familiar with your equipment and its value, is that you can do a little arbitraging yourself. And our arbitrage is a non-photography term. It's an investment term. So the traditional definition of arbitrage is it means like the simultaneous buying and selling of securities or commodities in different markets. So like something is worth a dollar here, but it's worth a dollar fifteen over there. So you buy a bunch of them for a dollar here. You move over there. You sell them at a profit. Um, you can kind of do that with equipment. If you see that something is selling at a crazy good deal, you can buy it and then just flip it. So for example, if I'm looking for just like one thing and I see it bundled in with a bunch of other things, like it's say I'm looking for a lens and I see the lens that I want, but it, you know, the guy is selling a camera and the memory cards and another lens and all these things together. If the lens is worth $500, but he's selling everything for $700, I'll just buy all that stuff, keep the lens, and then sell everything else for, say, three, $400, right? So my net purchase price for the lens was less than what it's actually worth. Um, you might even be able to do that and turn a profit. I know that some people definitely have a thriving business on eBay or Craigslist or whatever, just flipping things, and this that can be done with camera equipment too. You just really need to know what you're buying and how much money it's really worth. And you don't get there without a little practice, you know? You gotta look at the market and you gotta see where prices are going for certain things. And finally, when it comes to making that upgrade choice and deciding, okay, it's time to get a new thing and sell this. You want to kind of have a plan. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you take some mental notes, but you want to really have a plan and stick to it. Don't have this idea. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to wait, you know, six months and then I'll get the next thing. And then you see it tomorrow and you just buy it. If you come up with a plan, you, you want to do it because it makes financial sense for your business. You're can't, you, you can't make these business decisions based on a whim or just emotionally in the moment because you're gonna, you're, because you, you're gonna burn yourself. You, you don't wanna make these things emotionally in the moment because you're really gonna mess yourself up. You're, you're gonna either spend too much money, you're gonna get too much stuff or a combination of it. It's going to put you in a place that you don't need to go. Have a plan in mind. For example, something that I like to do is um, once per month, I like to buy or sell something. Every month I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, is there something that I could improve here? What can I do better and how can I do it better? And if that means that maybe I should get a thing or sell a thing or do something like that, I will. And I only end up making these kinds of transactions 
a dozen times a year, ideally fewer. One year might be a little bit higher and one year might be a little bit lower, but I try to have that plan and I really try to stick to it. Like the first week of the month is when I'm looking around at my stuff and saying, okay, is this wearing out? Do I need a backup? Do I, you know, it's like my routine. The first week of every month, I'm just looking through my stuff. And it's helped me a lot because as photographers, and I know it because I have to deal with this a lot. You get the gear acquisition syndrome. You just start buying things and buying things and buying things. And when you learn how to run your business and get clients, you're making good money. And, you know, I mean, if you're charging enough, of course, you can get as many clients as you want. But if you're charging, you know, higher, high enough prices, you're making some great money. And you can kind of in your head justify, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay it off or I've got the cash just sitting there. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's just better to let the cash sit there. Don't get that habit of just buying stuff just because you've got cash to do it with. Stick to your plan. It's going to help you focus on more important things like prospecting, like actually doing your photo shoots, not just waiting for the next package to come in the mail avoid gear acquisition syndrome and sell your stuff when it's time to sell don't wait too long don't get sentimental over your equipment these are tools and these are tools that you are actively wearing out don't get something and go oh it was my first camera because in a few years, it's going to be worth diddly squat. And I mean, if you're aware of that and you're okay with it and you just want to keep it, you know, these are my memories and this is what I want. Maybe I'll give it to my kids or whatever. I'll put it in the museum that's built in my name. Uh, whatever you want to do. Okay, that's fine. Just know why you're making that decision. Because if you've got something that you're probably not going to use in the future or it's slowly becoming obsolete, maybe it's time to cash out now so you can at least recoup some cash and then use that money to, I don't know, go and get something that's going to be even more useful to you. So the cycle of our equipment, don't get caught out with no backup and no plan in case something breaks. Like I said, if you're just starting out, chances are you haven't really gotten a chance to beat your gear up and you can probably get away without having backups or, or plan B's or replacing stuff for a while. But, you know, if you're in business for a year or two and you're making money, you, you got to plan this cost into your budget. If you're new to business in general, people will have a tough time with this. Cash flow is the number one killer of business. If you spend your cash and then all of a sudden you really need it to stay in business or whatever, um, and whoops, I just bought it on all this stuff. And then you have to go around and turn around and sell stuff or you know, you're biting your nails thinking, oh my God, how do I pay the bills? You don't wanna be in that situation. Come up with a plan, stick to the plan buy things as you need it before the other thing breaks and you're going to be good. That's the episode. I got a couple housekeeping items before. If you have listened to the full-time real estate photographer podcast episode uh, five and six, you've heard this before. Feel free to tune out 
Okay, housekeeping item number one. The full-time real estate photographer email is up. If you'd like to send me a message directly, you can email me at surprise full-time real estate photographer at gmail.com. I've got a list of topics to cover, but if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything like that, and if the message is appropriate, I will read it on a upcoming episode. I'm always happy to provide extra value on um, individual items if and or when I can. General comments and correspondence are welcome. Also, just please don't sign me up for your um, email lists. Uh, I'd appreciate not getting spammed. Uh, but there it is, full-time real estate photographer at gmail.com, no spaces. Number two, the full-time real estate photographer podcast is now a satellite to a much more comprehensive body of work. I am developing the full-time real estate photographer course. I know, such an imaginative name. Well, this course is all about teaching real estate photographers how to build their business. If you're new to photography in general, uh, if you are thinking about breaking into real estate photography and making some money, I cover a lot of topics on the podcast, but I really go deep on the course. I have a lot of video content, I'm even making some little worksheets for you to print and use at home. I break down the full process from taking the photos to editing and delivering. If you're a real estate agent and you're interested in real estate photography because you're just sick and tired of spending all this money on photo shoots, wait until you see how much it costs to run a real estate photography business and create those images. I do it all in the course. It's in development now. I'm going to start pre-selling it soon in the next few months. And I say pre-selling, um, I've got a lot of the modules done and they're up on the site, which actually don't even try searching for it yet. It's not live. Uh, once I start pre-selling, I'm gonna be giving people early access to the content. And when the course is officially complete, looking for a January 1st start date, I'll be formally marketing it. But if you're interested in the pre-sales of the course or just interested in getting some more information, Go ahead and send me a message, full-time real estate photographer at gmail.com. Happy to help and answer any questions. And finally, if you do reach out by email, let me know what you want me to call you. I will um, read off your email username. If you don't have a signature, I'll read off your name in the signature. If you don't have an alias, if you do want me to give you a name and if it's appropriate, I'll, I'll uh, read that off too so you know that it's your comment i'm addressing directly and that's the episode this has been the full-time real estate photographer podcast episode seven your gears cycle of life <laughs>